January 27th, 2020. Sorry about no New Year's podcast, y'all, but this is our New Year's podcast. New February. <laughs> we've, we've been making moves with Ezerts. Just That's been taking up a lot of E's time. But do want to talk about jump straight into it, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to the legend, man. Rest in peace. Oh man. I will say though that I'm really sad for Kobe Bryant and the seven white people on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> the first time ever it's ever been in it like <laughs> overshadow two white families <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I mean if anybody was gonna do it it had to be like Kobe Bryant had to, had to, bro. Like, I don't think even like Michael Jordan would have been able to do that like this is probably the biggest thing that happened to black history like honestly this is this gonna be this 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 month gonna be it's gonna be crazy bro I woke up this morning and it's similar to, to the Nipsey death for me like I woke up after the Nipsey death and everything just didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. I'll be honest about the Nipsey death with me. Like, the more I learned about it afterwards, the more sad I got. But I didn't really even hear about him and know who he was yeah, until he died. That's the that's the beauty behind that story, though. Mm-hmm. The fact that you didn't, you didn't hear about the, like, all the big shit and the helpful shit he did until he fucking died about it because he wasn't doing it. You never know what you got until you lose it. Exactly. You know, he wasn't doing that shit to go around and tell people he was doing it. You know, so. Yeah, I respect that. That's fine. And then, um, but yeah, Coach Kobe had more of an emotional impact on me. Not only just because his daughter died, but also, I mean, I know who he is. Yeah. Mumble, man. That's the motherfucking mumble. Yeah. Like, that man scored 60 points in his retirement game. Like, that shit was crazy. I smoked so much weed. You want to know what's fucked up? I found, I was asking my buddy if we could find the footage, but I, um, we found out like in the middle of shooting the video, like the camera was literally in my face and he got the notification on his phone because he was shooting off his phone and he was like, oh my God, no, 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 no. I was like, what, what the fuck happened? My, my brain automatically go to the most fucked up places. You think yeah. like Pop died or yeah, something like, like that? Who the fuck died? Like, and, and then Nipsey Hussle. Like, he's like Kobe. He's like he's like Kobe. Um, Kobe just died in a helicopter crash. Like shut the fuck up. Like, like you you bullshit. And then his face didn't change. I was like, oh shit. Like, are you serious? Is it true? And everything just stopped, bro. I smoked all my weed. Like, honestly, like, I kept just reading headlines because I didn't believe it. I just uh, expected to see a headline, like, mm-hmm. Kobe's in a coma or something yeah, like that. Like, like, but nah. They just don't register that, that, that Kobe can die. Because, I mean, 
I mean, he's perfectly healthy and all that shit. Like, and he's 41 years old. You don't expect that kind of thing to happen. That's the only way Kobe going out is from a punk-ass helicopter, bro. I swear to God. That's like, um, well, not exactly like it, but there's been a lot of guys, real famous people that died in plane crashes or helicopter crashes. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, he died in a uh, plane or helicopter crash in similar conditions, I think, outside of Los Angeles, like, 30 years ago. And then, um, it was at night, it wasn't in the morning, but I know it was foggy, and helicopters and fog do not mix. Yeah. Um. Well, the same thing with Kobe, they say it was foggy. Yeah. They, they doing a full-on investigation on their shit like that, like... I mean, you got to, nine people died, including Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And there was also a minor league baseball coach on the plane, I believe, and his family. And his daughter. They were on the same his wife. Just um, sad shit. It's, it's, it's fucked up. Cause this is some shit that I've been thinking about for a minute, bro. You know, just um, just people's value of time. You know, like, I don't feel like people value time enough. Um, and, like, like, I feel like motherfuckers don't have enough gratitude, including myself. You know, I wrote that shit on the board yesterday right afterwards. It was gratitude. Just learning, like... Reminding yourself every day to be grateful about some shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and just the fact, like, be grateful that you were born in a country where there's not bombs falling. Like, and, like, because you can be taken out at any time. Yeah. At any time. And it don't have to be a helicopter. It can be a fucking missile. It can be a gun. It can be yeah. a fucking. It can be the motherfuckers that be throwing rocks and shit at, at, at full-on helicopters too. Would you open this iPad up? Yeah. I'm going to show you the video because it's a little bit related. Because it's about, well, it's about death, really. Yeah, a little bit. It's indirectly related to death. But I just want to show it to you to lighten the mood mostly. Is So uh, this guy's name is Doug Stanhope. Um. Oh, side note. I know you say you ain't smoking, Kev, but I'm going to have to roll one up for Kobe, man. Oh yeah, I'm smoking bonds. I'm just not. I'm not trying to. I just got over a cold, y'all. I'm not trying to like react it with the tobacco. <laughs> but I understand you. When I'm when uh, I'm like completely over this shit. I will uh, spark one up with you. Um, <coughs> Doug Stanhope, mental health care. One more side note. Let Eddie sponsor this video because I'm finna pop one of these motherfuckers open now. <laughs> Hell yeah! So, <laughs> I mean, I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. I can eat it any time I want. Oh, grab another one. Hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm gonna try the cinnamon because I haven't had the. Um, Cinnamon Toast one yet. The sealed packages. Yeah, so y'all have to say, we got the, uh, we got the pastry treats. We got the treats in the uh, sealed baggies, so they look pretty professional. But anyways, before we forget, Doug Stanhope. Got your AirPod. I 
want to drive by on your way out of town tomorrow, drive past where Bingo gets mental health care is in a U-shaped strip mall on the outskirts of town on Highway 92. On this side of the U is the Second Amendment gun shop. In the middle of the U is the Beast Brewery, and on her end is Community Intervention Associates with the acronym blown up on the door where you do not get to see a doctor. You see a registered nurse via Skype. <laughs> a woman that I was actually in the room when she said to Bingo, next time you feel like cutting yourself, try doing something positive instead, like get a new hairstyle or a manicure. fucking actual quote. So if you have a mental health issue like a Jared Loeffner, and you think, oh, you, you, you get the shortwave radio is playing in your head, and the plastic bags are flowing around your brain like poltergeist, and, and you want to do the bad, bad thing, and you're loading a clip, and that last rational synapse is telling you Maybe you should seek some mental health care first. In order to get that health care, you would have to stroll past the gun shop, then past the bar, walk through a tinted glass door marked CIA for Community Intervention Associates, where you talk to a television set that's talking back to you. And you wonder, why people die in hails of gunfire in America. It ain't ISIS. Yeah, I just want I, I watched that again this morning. I was just, it's like fucking America's retarded. Yeah, bro. You have easy access to the dangerous shit. <laughs> like, the dangerous shit you have easy access to. But, but. If you won't crate them, you have to duck and dodge the feds in some kind of way. It's the dumbest shit ever, bro. Hey, think about this. You got to be 21 to smoke a cigarette now. <laughs> but you only got to be 18 to sell your pussy pics online. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. This shit makes no fucking sense, bro. Like, like oh, you got to be to pump gas again? 16? Or 16? I think 15 maybe 15 probably because that's when you're allowed to get your permit Something telling me that's wrong Because that makes too much sense <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna google it right now <laughs> <laughs> We're googling How old do you have to be to Pump gas <laughs> So uh we're watching this man slowly type with his guap of one. <laughs> How many words per minute do you think you can type? 14? About, realistically, maybe like 10. <laughs> Bro, honest, honest to God, in seventh grade, the fucking first guap test in computer science, I scored 14 words per minute. <laughs> like, hand on guy, like... I never ever paid attention in those typing classes in school. I just knew I wasn't gonna use them. 
I remember our teacher, Miss Collins, the giraffe lady. Her neck was big. <laughs> not or not really big, but big and tall. Big and tall. Shout out Miss Collins. That long ass neck, girl. <laughs> I bet you can deep throat the shit out of a dick. <laughs> you got neck for days. You gotta wear a thick chain just to cover up your fat ass neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bitch ain't listening. I'm, I would be very surprised if she listened to this. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fire as hell, though. She was. She probably doesn't. Honestly, if she was listening to me, she probably doesn't remember me because I had her for nine week class for forty five minutes. Mm. For like, yeah, like no, you know those like electives in in middle school that they would make you go for a quarter. Of the year mm-hmm. Like it was one of those classes Where you only were there for nine weeks okay. And then nine weeks later You got some other bullshit Elective connections I think they called them at my school That's fine Well I googled it And I think Is it like 16 maybe You go right You ever have a I know this is completely off topic, but you ever have an old man try to molest you? (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. Me either. Just wondering. Because I always hear (laughs) fucking when I listen to podcasts, it's all, especially with like the, like guys born like 20 years before us. Mm -hmm. They're always like, yeah, man, when I was 18 years old, I was fishing down by the lake. And this guy asked me to touch my pee pee. Like, <laughs> like, like, Man, oh no. Like, Ain't nobody tried me like that. All right. Fuck that. Me either. Just asking. <laughs> I had a, had a couple. Never, well. Or even a close call. You have a close call? Not with no, not with no nigga. It was with a female. And I was younger. That's about it. Yeah, but that ain't the same. Yeah. I don't know how it really feels to have a. A man like, like, fucking try you like that. Mm-hmm. It gotta be rough to live with, you know. Yeah, it makes me think of this other bit I want to show you. It's by Tom Segura. But yeah, that shit is there. This shit is about. Um, I'm geeked, bro. What were we talking about? <laughs> I know it was some real shit, but I can't even remember. And I know that Tom Segura was talking about it. But like, I'm like Jay Leno. I just fucking forget. Just block your conversation out and just do what I'm trying to do. Motherfucking <laughs> Jay Leno. Where the fuck is he? Oh, you know what? I saw him on a show on ABC. He's got this YouTube show he does. It's like Jay Leno's Garage because he owns like hundreds of cars. He also, like, gets other people's cars uh, and, like, rides them and reviews them. Like, he took one of Joe Rogan's Resto Mod Corvettes, like, 1967 Stingray, Mm -hmm. silver. Um, But do you remember what we were talking about? It was about... No? Not even gonna lie, bro. I don't know. 
I'm geek too. I'm gonna be pissed like when I go back and listen to this shit, and it's like, oh damn, I know what I'm talking about, but I couldn't remember right now. We'll remember it at some point. Hopefully. Anyways, I mean, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we've listened. I've listened to these things, and we forget a lot of shit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I told my sister like, we gotta hurry up and get video camera. I won't. I won't like cameras to follow me around eight hours a day. And I need that ASAP because without it, I'm probably going to forget a good third of my life. Oh, yeah. And then they'll get every time you scratch your balls or pick your nose. Yeah. I want everything on camera for me, bro. Everything. I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about, though. (laughs) But it's Eddie good as fuck. It's sweet as hell, but it's good as fuck. Tell them what you're eating. I'm eating a rendition of fruity flavors whipped between egg whites and sugar with a secret ingredient in it. Bro, I saw this shit on Instagram. I want to show you, like, I mean... Used to fuck with GameStop back in the day. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I know everybody. That's everybody's attitude. So it's a so basically someone screenshotted and then at a post by like some news thing and then added their own caption to it. So it says GameStop is reportedly looking for a buyer. Um, and then somebody commented, "How the tables have turned. I'll <laughs> offer seven forty four." Bro, one time, I think I took, I know that, I know this is retarded, but, like, I took in a fucking, like, I think it was probably, like, 2013, and I took in NHL 07 to try to, to try to trade in, and they wouldn't, they didn't take it, because it was worth less than a penny. Oh, my God, what the fuck? They even said if it was worth more than half a penny, they would have rounded up and given me the penny. Oh, my God. So full of shit. I just kept it. GameStop has probably single-handedly like almost ruined the gaming industry. Um. Just because they make like for up-and-coming like um, studios and shit or game developers, there's no like residual income from it, so they had to come up with patches and 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 stuff like that in order to get their cut from shit. You know, cause GameStop being assholes and wanting to give give niggas like like pennies and shit, pieces of shit. That's why y'all getting exactly what y'all deserve. You I hope they don't get bought out and just go into bankruptcy and collapse. Straight up, like I'm glad somebody taking y'all ass out because give me ten years. Even if like you don't like completely go to bankruptcy, I think getting bought by another company is a failure. <laughs> Not really, but just to be an asshole to GameStop, you failed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Go fuck yourself, GameStop CEO. That's his name. I didn't know. I didn't know the motherfucker was I, enough to actually make his name public. I don't know. I don't know his name. I'm just saying, fuck oh, you, GameStop yeah. CEO. Fuck you, GameStop CEO. <laughs> CFO, COO. <laughs> CFO, COO. 
All of them. All the ones I'm forgetting. Chairman of the board, you can go fuck yourself with a 12-inch dildo. Why couldn't a you died in that helicopter no, instead of Kobe God. Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> it would have rid. We would have been much better off. Like if you did an economic analysis of the fucking United States, we would have had a higher utility if that motherfucker died instead of Kobe Bryant. Straight up, <laughs> not Kobe, man. Utility means satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, GameStop CEO. Fuck you, GameStop. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, I feel like there was something else we had to talk about that we definitely had to touch on. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing to say whenever you're trying to talk about yeah, things is touch on. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Um, I don't know, just blurt it out if you think of it, bro. <laughs> I'm just I'm interested to the reason I want you to to start listening to it is because I'm interested to hear your outlook on certain tracks and certain songs. All right, so if you're gonna show me the blackest shit in existence, uh-huh. I'm gonna show you the whitest shit in existence, and you're gonna have to we're gonna have to trade off. Okay. Now, you don't have to like it, but you're gonna have to appreciate it. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. I'm and I'll, I'll do the same for you. I won't promise to like it, but I'll appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> my thing with music, like, my whole outlook with music is so different now. Because, I don't know, I just kind of learned that it all, like, it all tells a story. Anyway, so, <coughs> now I'm just, I'll be more interested in, in hearing, like, what this artist has to say and how this artist can deliver it. The thing that I like about trap music, and I listen to all like different genres of music, um, but the thing that I like about trap music is it gives the artist like way more creative space. Like when it comes to the way you say things, um, <clears throat> what you saying, um, you can make sense without making sense you know um that's why i like kind of like um it's like the same thing for me but just with a different genre like specifically funk definitely but like tom waits specifically like if you listen like i know i showed you some of his earlier shit which is more like traditional music but like or at least more pop culture music his later shit is more weird and like wacky but his just the sophistication of the music and his lyricism is uh really what shines through his he's almost he's more of a poet like honestly than he is like a uh fucking like music writer or yeah i mean he is definitely a musician like he's a fantastic uh, piano player or pianist 
<laughs> but uh, yeah. Speaking of pianist, that's a good ass movie, The Pianist. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying penis in a weird way. I know. That's why it's a funny <laughs> word. But um, <laughs> but The Pianist is like <laughs> um, it's. It's a dude that worships cocks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the pianist. I know you would. I know you would. Um, <laughs> knowing you, I know you would. <laughs> but the pianist is a movie about like a Jew during the Nazi regime, and like while it's during the war, so it, like he's ma- he's like pretending not to be a Jew, and he's like hiding and shit, and then but also the British are like bombing the German cities at the same time, so he's like. And the Americans too So he's like There's a lot of intense shit So there's like He's gotta get away From the allied bombs He's gotta like um, Not get caught By the Nazis Like It's It's an intense movie But it's Like if you can sit through it It's a good movie Like And then like There's It's just Like all the chaos Is just for those With these like Beautiful Piano compositions Cause he'll like Be like playing it in like a like it'll be a piano inside of a church but like half the church is ruined because of the bomb but he's like still playing for a few people like that's fine that's fine I bet that's a, that's a nice picture it sounds like a nice picture it is it's a good movie it's intense and it takes some like like you're gonna have to be in the mood for like an intense movie <laughs> yeah I hit that I strike that movie sometimes like sometimes so, what's the most intense Marvel movie, in your opinion, out of the MCU? The most intense Marvel movie. As in, like, not intense as just, like, action, intense emotionally as, like, the pianist was, and, like, symbolically, like. Um, I'm not going to say Endgame, just because that's, that's. The easy not, choice? Yeah. Yeah. Civil War was that was the one that really I think that was the one that struck it struck me definitely because I was going in expecting expecting to be on on cap side with the whole thing and then like I'm sitting in the theater and I'm like, God damn, these motherfuckers like They got you on both sides. Yeah, they, they got me feeling Tony Stark, you know? It's like, you know, Cap, you is a fuck nigga. Well, this goes back to, like, how well Robert Downey Jr. embodies being Iron Man. And, I mean, they kind of talked about it. I know we listened to it a little bit together, the Joe Rogan, Robert Downey podcast. Apparently, Dr. Doolittle was garbage. But I didn't see it. I mean, that's not my own opinion. That is the opinion of, like, someone else's opinion that was pay- posted on E! News. So, it's, like, third hand. So, <laughs> go see it for yourself. Yeah. I don't like listen to, listening to people that have to, like, get this, their sources from, like, a higher up. Because there's no real way to tell if it's true or not. And yeah. I like opinion-based shit anyways, because... And that's kind of funny because it's just like um, it's the entirety of politics. <laughs> that's why. And you know me with politics, bro. You already know. 
my uncle gave me the best advice in politics. Well, not that I took the advice. It's just, I don't know. It was just like, never talk politics with friends. And like, I, like, I saw why after that because I've seen a lot of relationships just like not my not my personal relationships but I've seen a lot of relationships get ruined over politics you know like yeah I used to be a lot like that but I've changed now I've become like more just like I love like rhetoric and good writing and good writing to frame things to change opinions and saying like that so um so I like and that's why I like stand-up comedy so much because you're talking about controversial shit in a way that is acceptable. Um, but like going back to it, I forgot what I was gonna say. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what were we just talking about? I I was gonna say something. Like, like, can you help me out here? I'm trying to. <coughs> it was about words. I know. I love like. Like looking at like appreciating the writing behind words. That's why I like Tom Waits. That's why I like stand up comedy. That's why I like profound speeches. So I like like I've gone and just like went and watched like old Obama speeches because he's just a good such a good talker, like a speechwriter and an eloquator. Um, I love that kind of shit. And as I grow older, I appreciate it more and more. Um, I think I, I think I'm I'm falling in love with art more and more, um, on in different ways. Like in a way, I've always been in love with art, but I think just in recent in recent like living, I've learned to like you said appreciate stuff like like um movies and shit like that. I think I like <clears throat> music. I, I cling to certain music and shit because of how creative it is. And I like stand-up comedy because of how creative you can be with it. Um, and just certain shit like that. That's why I love writing. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to learn how to be more creative, creative on the writing side. But what you looking up? This song, I wanted you to listen to the lyrics because it was it's by Tom Waits, but it's just like, so you know how you were talking about like how like the trap music could make sense and not at the same time, it's kind of like that and just like beautiful like lyrics and poetry, but also it's not talking about like roses and daisies, it's like dark shit too, but he's like saying it in beautiful ways. Oh, yes, you can. You can fake this. It's a spoken word. So it really is more poetry. And then you can show me a trap song. This is some good smoking music. Just like a sax, you know, 
Sounds like it's in space. Small change got rained on with his own 38. Nobody flinched down by the arcade. And the marquees weren't weeping, they went stark raven mad. And the cabbies were the only ones that really had it made. And his cold trousers were twisted, and the siren's hind shrill. And crumpled in his fist was a five dollar bill. And the naked mannequins with their Cheshire grins. And our raconteurs and roustabouts said, buddy, come on in, cause, cause the dreams ain't broken down here. Nah, they're walking with a limp. Now that small change got rained on with its own 38. And nobody flinched down by the arcade. And the burglar alarm's been disconnected. And the newsman starts to rattle. And the cops are telling jokes about some whorehouse in Seattle. And the fire hydrants plead the Fifth Amendment. And the furniture's bargains galore. But the blood is by the jukebox on an old linoleum floor. And what a hot rain on 42nd Street. And now the umbrellas ain't got a chance. And the newsboy's a lunatic with stains on his pants. Cause, cause small change got rained on with his own 38. No one's gone over to close his eyes. And there's a racing form in his pocket, circled blue boots in the thigh. And the cashier at the clothing store didn't say why. The siren tears the night in half. And someone lost his wallet. Well, it's surveillance of assailants, if that's what you want to call it. The whores hike up their skirts and fish for drugstore prophylactics. But the mouths cut just like razor blades and their eyes are like stilettos. And a radiator's steaming and her teeth are in a wreck. Nah, she won't let you kiss her, but what the hell do you expect? And the gypsies are tragic and if you want to buy perfume... Well, I'll bark you down like carnies, sell you Christmas cards in June. But, but small change got rained on with his own 38. And his headstone's a gumball machine. No more chewing gum or baseball cards or overcoats or dreams. And so was a hosing down the sidewalk and it's only in his teens. Cause Small change got rained on with his own 38. And a fistful of dollars can't change that. And someone copped his watch fob. And someone got his ring. And a newsboy got his pork pie Stetson hat. And a tuberculosis old man at the Nelson wheezing cough. And someone will head south until this whole thing cools off. Cause the small change got rained on with his own 38. Yeah, small change got rained on with his own 38.
It's some intense shit. So funny you played that, cause that's that times. Goddamn. That's that's some that's some old school trap shit. Like dead ass. Small you should show that to your pops. I think he would like that. Bruh, small change got rained on by his own 38. Yeah. Come on, bruh. That's hard. <laughs> I might, man, I'm, I'm about to see. I'm going I'm to look up the copyrights on that and see if I have to sample something. That's hard. Small change got rained on with his own 38. <laughs> That's hard as fuck. But the thing is, just like the same way that he's able, like, the same way that he's, like, so creative in his music, like, with the difference in his voice, like, the, like, just being creative, just hearing something and, and making yourself into it, like, I'm seeing now, and I'm, I'm super guilty of this, like, I see now, I feel like it's the same with Young Thug, and when Young Thug first came out, like, like, how critical everybody was on him and his whole style and his image and shit. Now, at this point, I look at it, and just because of the visionary that I am, <clears throat> like, he's gonna end up being, like, that staple person, like a motherfucking, like a prince or Baby Richard. Is that the motherfucking name? Baby Richard? The weird motherfucker? Oh, nigga. The, he had the mustache and the fucked up weird lips and the mullet. I'm saying. Oh, he be singing all crazy and shit. Baby Richard or Richard Baby? Baby Rich? Something like that. But I think I think he's something like that, man. Like he's just cause his music is so it's so weird. It's so funny sounding. I don't think that's his name. Okay. Alright, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the fuck that is. But I don't know I don't know the guy's name. I know he be in funk and rock and roll. No rock and roll. He's in rock and roll. But, nah, like, that's the way I look at Young Thug now. I still don't listen to a lot of Young Thug. That's why I like that. I see the appreciation. And, and like, he's he good for trap music, I feel like. I th- go ahead. I think I showed it to you before, but um, you said it was, like, old trap music. Um, I think... Uh, also, I got damn. I can't even remember what I'm gonna be talking about. <laughs> Ten Pan Alley. Ten Pan Alley. That Stevie Ray Vaughan song with, um, what's his name? Uh, James Copeland. I think his name is. Uh, I've showed it to you before. I know you probably <laughs> recognize it. But I'm horrible with song titles. But if you don't know, show me a trap song so I can show you another song. Oh, a trap song. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Just start a timer for me. Give me 30 seconds, all right? 30 seconds. One, two, three. <laughs> another one. I'm not going to play two because I know you ain't heard it. Like, All of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I should give you some thoughtful shit or just like some. I appreciate thoughtful shit more. Like, I'm going to go with Roddy Rich. I also like diss tracks. Okay, 
Roddy Rich, he skated a, a nice stand line of trap, so I figured this would be nice to start you out with. I feel like we talked about maybe on a old podcast, um, fucking, what's the best diss song of all time in rap music? We may have talked about that before. Um, I'm not really sure. And I think I mentioned "Hit 'Em Up" because that's a great one. It's like the it's like yeah. the the one you refer to if you're talking about it's an yeah. example of a <laughs> it's like the prime example um but I was gonna mention uh you know um sweet home Alabama right mm-hmm. um that is actually a diss song of another rock or a rock guy named Neil Young who Are wrote a you serious, who wrote bro? a song called Southern man which is just talking about how ignorant southern people are and then they wrote sweet and then they wrote sweet home alabama and um bro this is juicy i did not know this shit a bunch of country motherfuckers got beef (laughs) like this shit (laughs) and then they wrote sweet home alabama and uh i forget what the line is but there's a line about how neil young should stay out of the south or something like that (laughs) or (laughs) I cannot believe this shit. <laughs> like, what do you, I don't even like? I know if a bunch of trap niggas, if they if they get into a beef, or something like that, then like it's gonna be some shots thrown or something. Like, well, not if the Migos involved. The Migos just get shot at. But if if a bunch of country motherfuckers get into an altercation, I just imagine they just spit tobacco at each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's not really much they can do there in my eyes. I'm gonna go to Google and look up that. How old did you have to be to pump gas? Uh, I think it was 16. Uh, I think 16. Wow, I'm surprised. I thought it would have been 15 because that's when you get your permit. I, I was pumping gas when I was 15. Nigga, I was pumping gas when I was seven. But, like, I didn't even know there was a law about that, but that's probably because I'm white and then no cop would ever approach me for pumping gas. I told you, it's a majority of black people in the United States. Well, I'm going to say in Atlanta. It's a majority of niggas in Atlanta who did not know it was illegal to fight dogs until (laughs) Mike Vick got locked the fuck up for it, okay? And it's not something that, that, that niggas just, like, know like that. And this is kind of pertaining, but, like, uh, why, like, so, I can't remember because I tried to start typing Neil Young and Leonard Skinner. Feet. All right, Kev, that's a strikeout for you. That's the third time you remember the train of thought, bro. Bro, <laughs> you're going to have to, I ate, like, an edible, <laughs> like, well, a just, few hours ago. I just downloaded one a minute ago, so. It ain't gonna hit me. I didn't get much sleep over. last night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, today is just not my day, okay? Like, <laughs> um, shit. What we were talking about? Uh, help me out. I might be able to remember. Um. Oh, Sweet Home Alabama. After that. Neil oh. Armstrong telling that nigga stay out of Georgia. After that. Um. All right, it just got a little tough on a nigga. <laughs> 
I hope this man don't say after that again. <laughs> oh shit! I might stroke out trying to think about this shit. Um, it was about white privilege. I know I was gonna say some shit about white privilege because I said some shit about pumping gas. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, I said some shit about Mike Vick fighting dogs. Hmm. Go, it was. I was thinking about it right before Mike Vick was thinking about dogs, uh, or Mike Vick was fucking with dogs. <laughs> um, Damn, I'm not. I don't know if I can be able to remember this shit. This is sad. <laughs> I feel like a <laughs> retard. Could have seen the look on his face, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <coughs> uh, damn, what was it? I got amnesia. <laughs> 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 All right, so white privilege. Um, I would never be stopped to uh, pump gas. Um, uh, because I'm white. Uh, I remember. Oh, I don't know. I remember you were looking up. You were looking up something on the on the iPad, and then <coughs> that's when you saw the sixteen, the age being sixteen, that you had to pump gas, and then you asked me. Well, you asked me what it was, and I was like. 16. Mm-hmm. But I was going to look up the Leonard Skinner thing. Oh, okay. Let's just talk about this. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. We're never, I'm never going to remember that shit. All right. Um, let's say this. Thanks to Neil Young, Leonard Skinner was inspired to write Sweet Home Alabama. Um, so, I don't know, so this guy's saying is not really, um, a diss song, but this fucking, I don't know why, this appears, I hope Neil Young will remember a southern man don't need him around anyhow. (laughs) 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 I don't see how that's not a, uh, I mean, I guess it's... That's definitely, that's definitely a shot at Neil. That's definitely a shot at him. So basically, Neil Young's song was critical of the South's segregational policies and the racist attitudes. Um, and then they Wait, oh wrote God. Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, shit. Sound like I need to be on Neil's side. And it's, it says, um, the song implied to put down Neil Young was not meant as criticism, but as support. So it was meant to diss Neil Young, but support his message of anti-racism. All right. Now, that is some bullshit. First and foremost, it sound like they went at him and then was like, oh, shit. This is from. sound fucked up that, it, that we went at him. And then somebody was like, okay, look, oh, let's fix the problem here. 
This is from a site called thrashersweet.org. <laughs> Thrashersweet. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if if I should believe him. But it sounds like I need to be on Neil's side, though. I will say that. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to say Alabama was the best state back in... 70s when like segregation had ended but yeah. not really yeah. um yeah you're just not gonna be able to do that like yeah. otherwise coming off as racist yeah. <laughs> so oh right if you right. only talk about maybe the landscape then maybe you can get away with it right. if you don't talk about anything else Where the skies are so blue. Right. They do say that. So. <laughs> it's a catchy song, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, I mean, there's, like, you know, have you ever heard, like, blatantly racist songs that are catchy? This guy I'm thinking of put that word, that particular ER word, <laughs> in his chorus. <laughs> oh Wait, it's, is it the same? Is it a country dude? Like, hey, yeah, he's just. Well, all he does is make racist music. Uh, I think we may be talking about the same dude. Johnny Rebel. I have his son. Send them all back to Africa. That is his. Well, nah, that wasn't the title of that song. Because I don't think I could. I'm pretty sure the chorus goes on, like, send them all back to Africa where they belong or something like is that. It, is Johnny Rebel? Johnny Rebel, yeah. He's, everything he wrote was, like, super racist. Oh, no. It was, some, it was some fucking song that I heard, and the dude was just, like, something about. Something like a nigger running away or some shit like that. And it was just, it was a super, like, country cowboy song. But it was just so funny to me how it just slipped right in there. And, and like, like the reaction to it. Because I had one reaction to it. After he said it, I was like, I was like, with it. Then he said it. And then, like, two more lines crossed. And I was like, hold on. What the fuck you just say? And I had to, I had to rewind that shit. He just dropped the ER. So I, I did this shit like I played it for my mom and my pop up there in their room, and they they had the same motherfucking reaction I did at the exact same time. That's what was funny. Two lines, like two or three lines passed by, and it was like it was like, hold on, what he just say? <laughs> hold on, so like I think I just heard that ER nigga. Damn. But nah, it's shit just it's kind of funny. It's funny to me. Honestly. You ever seen Louis C.K. Uh, 9/11 deniers? I'm sure I have. I feel like I've seen like damn near. It was the one from the special. It was just Louis 2017. All right. Nah, I don't know now. All right. Type. Oh, you just type in 
9-11 deniers, or I'll do it. Oop, I forgot the L. Ooey. <laughs> and I spelled deniers wrong. I got a cousin named Ooey. Is there Netflix on this shit? <laughs> Let me pick up for a minute. Oh, or is Netflix just so politically correct that they took all Louis C.K.'s shit down? Maybe that's it. I found something I want to watch. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Help! Oh God! Ma'am, what is it? Oh Jesus! Help! Oh, calm down, ma'am. I need you to tell me. Black. What's that, ma'am? Black people! Oh God! What is your emergency? I told you, black people. Jesus, help me! This is Louis. That's it. Just yes. black people. Louis <laughs> Where are the black people, ma'am? In America. Oh, help me. Send a car right over. Which one was Louie? I think Louie just called 911. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. We'll be right over. Oh, my God. Black people. <laughs> oh, man. We'll send a car right over. Nah, he don't give a fuck. They called out, uh... They all defend him. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube said something to, um... Forgot old boy that's on be on Comedy Central. For his political show. That's gay. So what you got planned for this summer, bro? I don't really know. Probably an internship. Yep. This summer is going to be interesting for, like, this is definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I guess you might want to remember these things we're pulling up. <laughs> I guess you can go through the history. Yeah. Um, how long have we been going? About an hour. Bet. I don't want to just like end it like that, but uh, I wish I was really bothering me. I can't remember what the fuck I was going to talk about. It's about white privilege. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get better at this shit, at this podcast shit. Yeah. I'm going to start grilling myself. I have a, my, um, you know, we didn't even really plan at the beginning of last year to start this until like a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We kind of into it, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm down for that. I mean, yeah, I would have delayed the process of getting good at it. Yeah, like, I'd rather just work out the kinks. We always gonna get better at it. Like, as long as we always getting better, I'm, I'm straight. You know? Yep.
this summer though, bro, I'm pretty excited about this summer. It's gonna be like the first summer of my life, and especially in, in even further in recent memory, because I'm gonna have like I'm not gonna have a job, you know. So <clears throat> this gonna be this gonna be crazy, and I'm gonna be in Atlanta, like. That's a that's a little update by the way too. That boy moving to the A. Simba's coming home. Simba is coming home. I repeat, Simba is coming home. <laughs> All right, bro. You want to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, what do we do? Goodbye. <laughs> What was this? Is this seven, eight, or nine? This nine right here. I don't think we've at this point of recording we haven't released episode eight. Yeah, we haven't, but it's it's gonna be released soon. It's gonna be released before this.